Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. It's the Beckler and Shauna podcast. Your daily download of X929's X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna. Brought to you by Shane Holmes. Offering affordable customization on your new home. It's Wednesday, July 19th, 2023. I'm Beckler. I'm Shauna. It's hot in here today. It is hot in here. I don't know. It's, it's not hot outside. It's like not even it's going to be 23 today we're nowhere near that now but it's hot in the in the studio well normally it'll start warm and then the ac kicks in here and it blasts this cold air from behind me and no ac has turned on today so i'm wondering if the ac is broken you stripped down to only one jacket i know only one indoor jacket that's crazy (laughs) i know we're down to one i'm just burning up over here yeah it's hot holy man okay well yeah. Had a fun show today, though. We'll we get did. The podcast. Mm-hmm. This cast. Oh, and we should mention this. We can't give any specifics yet, but we had a meeting yesterday with our boss and our promo team. Yes. And we're planning something that I think will be a lot of fun. It's going to be a blast. And you guys have to come. Yes. We're, we'll, we'll, we'll just call it, a, it's like a Venus head party is what we're working on. Yep. Um, probably a live podcast. If this all comes together. Yes. And maybe some other fun things too. Some other fun entertainment. Yeah, we won't but, go too deep into it just yet. Uh, we'll figure out the details, iron it out, and make sure it's going to happen before we talk yeah. to you a bit more about it. But uh, you guys definitely should come to this. That's all we should, we should say. Start thinking about the possibility of attending a live podcast slash Venus Head party. Because Have some drinks with us. We've been looking for an excuse to just get a bunch of Venus Heads together. Exactly. Maybe dress like Terry's. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll, we'll, when we have details nailed down on this and, you know, where you can get tickets, which I, I imagine will be a limited number of tickets. Yes. I said yesterday in the meeting, like, my biggest fear is that we plan something like this and nobody comes, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So. I know. We want to keep her kind of small so it's intimate. And, totally. Yeah. But we'll have more details on that for you as it becomes a reality. Uh, on today's show, we're going to talk about evil buildings. My son, Bo, was listening to old podcasts, and he said, could you do another Don Cherry soon? And I was like, well, it's kind of out of season, but we could probably think of an excuse to do a Don Cherry. So we did. The People's Court music makes a return on the show. And uh, something very strange that happened at our house yesterday, almost kind of disturbing. This is your out-of-context clip of the show. It walks past my ass. (laughs) The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. I was over at Greta playing video games the other day because they have all those arcade games and yep. stuff you can play. And uh, there's this m- massive new game with a, a, like a giant, I don't know, 60 or 70 inch screen or something. And it's a deep sea fishing game. <laughs> and I looked at this and I was like, what? Like, does people, do people actually want to like play this? And it just has these giant rods, these giant fishing rods. And you cast them out into the deep sea. And then the screen shows, and then you reel it in, and you, you try catch and catch marlins fish. and barracudas and yeah, stuff like you, that. Yeah, you catch fish. But the thing is, is like the whole game is you capture a fish, and then you have to reel it in. So then you have this giant fishing reel that you're just reeling in as hard as you can. <laughs> 
And it's actually unbelievably hard work. Like, it wasn't fun to play because just about every cast I was catching a fish. Like, it's very easy to catch. And then all you have to do is that reel, like, nonstop as hard as you can. I caught a great white shark at one point. And I was was reeling for, like, a minute and a half. (laughs) And by the end, I was gassed. It was just, like, nonstop of, like... (laughs) Like, the whole time. And then by the end, like, holy... They really sold you with the bells and whistles there, haven't they? Yeah, they sure have. That's pretty funny. I guess like deep sea fishing is like that, though. Like they'll battle with fish for hours, right? Mm -hmm. The big ones. Yeah, and I mean, if you're in real life and you're in the real ocean and stuff, and you're doing, it's a little bit different. At the end, you don't just and then nonstop like (laughs) casting. Oh, another shark! Holy crap! I'm exhausted from the last great white shark. It just that's super funny. The whole concept of that game was killing me. I was like, what is this? They convince you that like work is is part of a video game. Yeah, yeah. Like I love. I love the games that do that because, you know, I the racing games and stuff. That's what I'm all for. When you go to an arcade, I'm like, I want yeah. something thrilling with the, like, the actual. And then you get this, and I'm like, I don't, I don't get it. That I reminds don't get me, it. was it Simpsons or Family Guy that had that arcade game virtual stuck behind a bus? Oh, <laughs> 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 well, it's Family Guy. Holy right, crap. Because Chris that's is funny. doing the virtual Indy 500 and. Peter's doing virtual stuck behind a oh bus. My He's like, God. come on, move it. That is, that is exactly how I felt with this fishing game. I was just... <laughs> <laughs> have you heard like how you know Minecraft is like the biggest game in the world, right? Yeah. And someone made the joke, the children yearn for the mines. They want to work again, right? They, 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 the kids want to be back in the mines. It's true. Yeah. Never thought of that either. <laughs> Strange. Strange what gets us up at night, you know? podcast. This is, I think, one of the wildest things that's ever happened at my house. Um, so McKenna came home yesterday, and she noticed in the flower beds in front of our house, because she puts flowers out there, yep. uh, this weird bump in the dirt. And I'd seen it yesterday too, but I didn't think much of it because we have voles in our yard and they're always digging and I've tried to like spray for them and trap and just I've had no luck. They're still a problem. And I was like, okay, the voles have been digging again here. Yeah. So she came home and was watering her flowers and she kicked at the dirt pile a little just to see what it was and an ear poked out, like oh. a furry ear poked out. Oh God. And she screamed mm-hmm. and ran into the house and our neighbor came out to see what the commotion was all about. So I came out and I was like, oh man, there's a, there's a rabbit that is always on the front lawn when I go to work in the morning. And I was like, something caught this rabbit. Um, so I went and grabbed a shovel and I started to dig and then a hoof came out. Oh my lordy be. And I was like, oh, this isn't a rabbit. This looks like a deer. Gross. So I dug the rest of it up and it was part of a deer. It was the deer's head and one of its front legs. And then it was just severed at the neck and there was nothing mm. after that. Gross. Yeah. It's super gross. So McKenna was a little rattled. Yep. We were trying to figure like trying to figure out what happened. I said, I think it's most likely that a coyote because I see coyotes running on our street in the morning. And it was like a fresh deer, like a Well, it wasn't there the day before. So yeah. it was oh. I'm thinking that a coyote or a bobcat caught this thing probably in Fish Creek because we're not far, killed it. Buried it in, in our front yard. Like probably, they probably stashed parts of this kill in different parts of the neighborhood, right? Cool. So they can come back and feed on it. Gross. Um. So yeah, I dug it out and like I had part of the deer on this shovel, part ah. of this little deer. There's photos on my well, not very graphic photos. I didn't put the worst ones up, but there's photos on my Instagram account right now on the story if you want to see it. 
Uh, I showed you the worst ones. Yeah. No, but, it's gross. Yeah. Pretty wild, hey? Like, yeah. And my neighbors was like, you're sure someone, like a person didn't do this? And I was like, no, this has to be the work of an animal. Like, if it's a person, that's absolutely That's terrifying. terrifying. Yep, that's it. No, but I think it was just a bobcat or a coyote, likely. Nature, man. But I almost wanted to leave it buried and put a camera out. Oh. And see, see what came back was. to get it. Yeah. Because I'm sure something would have been back to get it right away. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I had to look up, like, what do you do with... The head and one leg of a deer. Yep. Make deer stew. Uh, I don't know about that, Sean. No? But I was like, where do I put it? Like, what? I don't have a... What do I do with this? Use it as a souvenir. Does it go in the compost? A club. A self-defense. <laughs> yeah, I just bagged it and threw it in the black bin, which I think is what you're supposed to do. Probably for the best, yeah. Yeah, but garbage pickup is until Friday. Oh, God. So... Yeah. I got a you- deer head in my garbage till then. Hmm. It was an exciting afternoon at our house Needless yesterday. Needless to say. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. So a friend of the show, Dimitri, knows that I'm a bit of a nerd when it comes to etymology and the origin of terms. And yes. he sent me this link. And it's phrases used in different countries to basically mean, I don't give a rat's ass or I don't give a crap. Like, you know how we say that. Yep. So these are slang terms that we kind of use. This is a slang phrase that just means I don't care. So every language has a similar slang phrase that they use and of course when you translate these phrases um, sometimes they translate (laughs) a little strangely Uh, there's also a common theme that every country seems to have when it comes to saying I don't care in a slang way so I just want to fire some of these off to you Uh, Finnish say it interests me as much as a kilo of crap (laughs) <laughs> so, okay, makes sense, right? Ni- um, that's so wordy. Oh, totally. Yeah, it's a little too long. Uh, Nigerian is, it doesn't change the price of groceries in the market. Okay. Again, a little wordy, but makes sense. I'm sure, and I'm sure in that language, it's much more concise, right? Yeah, for sure. Um, um, German, it's sausage to me. <laughs> so obviously Germans don't give a crap yeah, about sausage. sausage. To me. There's too much sausage. <laughs> or it walks past my ass. <laughs> Oh, that's a good one. I like that one a lot. Mm-hmm. That one's really good. Or the dog is pooping on it. So they've got three. It walks past it my walks ass. It walks past my ass. Uh, a similar uh, Dutch, it's, <laughs> it can oxidize on my anus. <laughs> uh, Hebrew, it's interesting for my ass. So you can see a... There's a bit of a theme forming here. Uh, Portuguese is, I'll poop while walking. Okay. Which, I mean, oh, that shows what? you really don't care, right? Yeah. Like, I'll poop while walking. I'll show you. Um, Italian and French have a similar one, which is just, I slap my pee-pee on it. <laughs> so I care so little that I'll slap Does my pee-pee actually say on pee-pee? it. No, it's the, it's the more harsh okay. version of it. But you're, yeah, you know. That's hilarious. Um, Icelandic says... Something along the lines of better a donut in the mouth than a sausage up the arse, which okay, holy All hell, right. and that's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot. Uh, Greek, this one I do flowers on my peen and bees all around. <laughs> I can't even every figure culture, out what that. Hey? Every single culture, though. So so funny. Uh, some of them I'd like to adopt, though. But it walks past my ass. That's my it's definitely sure. the top. Yeah. The worst one I've heard in English is I don't give two squirts of piss. Oh, you heard that that's one? gross. Oh, come on, man. No, that's gross. Ah. 
And then, why, you, why do you say that? Mandarin is, it relates to me as little as a fart, which is another good one that's, as well. But That's hilarious. Mm-hmm. It walks past it my walks ass. Past my so ass. funny. And there's very different variations in all kinds of languages to it walks <laughs> past my ass. So Next time someone asks me, it's like, ah, do you want to come to my house or go to your place? <laughs> walks, walks past, past my, my ass. ass. <laughs> Either or great. Man. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. I was reading a story about a new building that has gone up in Brooklyn. It's called the Brooklyn Tower. It's over a thousand feet tall, which makes it one of the tallest residential buildings in the world. Which is crazy. But I guess it's quite controversial because some people love it and some people think it think it looks evil. I don't know if you remember seeing this building because you were just in New York, weren't I was. you? In Brooklyn? Yeah. Um I mean and there's I lots of big buildings it, around. Crazy. But yeah. This one is insanely yeah. large. Yeah. Um a couple of things here, a couple of thoughts. I think like it's an interesting thought that residents of a city all have to look at a building. Yeah. If it's prominent on the skyline, which kind of raises the question, does the developer have a responsibility to put up an aesthetically pleasing building or can they just do whatever the hell they want because it's there? That's a good question. I feel like there's probably some rules in place, right? Well, with it, I mean... Within reason. W- within a city's bylaws, right? In terms of like... But it, just from a... Almost from like an ethical standpoint. Right, Because we I all see. share the skyline, right? We, we all mm-hmm. look at these buildings... Because so can you have to put up a nice like take that new building that new student ho- housing building up on 16th Avenue I think it's called the hub with the deliberately offset windows yeah people are oh, mad about what that one piss off that building oh, is yeah you people know they're not like, like that maybe I'm too dumb to get what they're trying to do architecturally but you're right though maybe the developers are villains they purposely wanted to put a, a put a building up that just irks everybody maybe. every time they drive by yeah because it's worked you're right. The second thought I had is that the concept of an evil-looking building is pretty funny, isn't it? it? Is. And it's absolutely true. There are some buildings that just look evil. Yeah. When you were in New York, did you go past Trump Tower? Yeah. The black one? Mm-hmm. That building looks evil, doesn't it? It looks badass to me, but it yes, is, it, it kind of has an evil vibe to it. It's cool-looking, but yeah. it does look... I, when I was there, I referred to it as Trump's lair. Yeah. It's Donald Trump's lair. That's where he does his dealings out of. Mm-hmm. I remember we actually chatted about it because you came back. You're like, that building looks like a, an evil it's building. A, it's yeah. a lair. Yeah. Um, many people have compared this Brooklyn Tower to Baradur, the Fortress of Sauron. <sighs> so Baradur, if you know your Middle Earth history, was destroyed a couple times. Mm-hmm. For the second time during the last alliance of elves and men, when his sealder I should have cut the ring from Sauron's hand. Yeah. And then he fled to Dol Guldur for a little while. Mm-hmm. And the Nazgul... Is that the Tetris theme song? playing some Tetris over here now. The Nazgul rebuilt it and then Sauron returned. This really ruined... because <laughs> Baradur is tied the to the power of the One it. Ring... Doesn't sound nearly as daunting when you put Tetris it in was, it. It wasn't destroyed until the ring was destroyed. You know this. It's like... Can you please turn that off? We're doing something here. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. I passed by Crossroads Market yesterday, Beckler, and right at the front of the market, there's this old sign that I've never seen before, and it just says, The People's Market. <laughs> and, of course, I saw that and immediately thought of the show People's Court, and I was like... <laughs> Now, I, you, I really dig the cro- Crossroads Market, by the way. No, it's um, awesome. I also dig the People's Court. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, if you don't remember, this is the announcer. It's so ridiculous. This is the plaintiff, Josh Truman. <laughs> he says he watched the defendant's dog and even took him on like, walks. <laughs> and he's talking about the most, like, really not serious stuff. And that voice is ridiculous. And I saw that and I was just it like. It's better every time you hear oh it. Oh, my God. It sure does. And I was like, you know, Crossroads Market should 
they should totally do an ad in the oh. style of People's Court. Well, let's do it for them That's here. Exactly like I said, it, I'm right? a fan of the market, so let's do it. Okay, here we go. You got one? This is the plaintiff, Tracy Jones. Tracy wanted fresh produce, but she didn't know where to go. <laughs> okay, sorry. Okay, I'm here for you. Ready? Oh, let me catch my breath. Okay, yeah, hang okay. on. All right. Derek wanted some, <laughs> Derek wanted some artisan soap and, and honey. <laughs> She's seeking damages to the tune of $100. He'd come to the right place. This is the People's Market. <laughs> the Beckler and Shauna Podcast. The People's Anything is funny, really. It is. You're saying, like, this is of the people. Yes. The People's Elbow, The Rock's finishing move. Hilarious name for a finishing move. That is really funny. Yeah. I know, when I saw the sign in the People's Market, I was like, that's really funny. I, I was meant to look into it. That must have been the old name of Crossroads Market or something. Or just their slogan, their slogan at one point. The People's Market. I'm trying to think of any other businesses or organizations that use like the people something as their tagline now that you think about it the jewelry store peoples, peoples. is a weird freaking name for a jewelry store is it ever it? just peoples what was someone's peoples. last name people yeah Man, or that just, word's losing meaning right now it absolutely it? is people's jewelry people's though. jewelry so it's the it's people's, people as the people's jewelry <laughs> maybe we'll have to do people's, yeah, people's jewelry next. next for sure and any others you could think of please yeah. i would love to any excuse to play the people's court music absolutely. is really funny yeah that that voice man it is it is comical <laughs> it's just amazing <laughs> <laughs> You make a people's a people's court style ad for Shane Holmes. Mm. Do you still have the people's court music over I there? Do, yeah. do you have it open? Okay, mm-hmm. hang on a second here. You want an affordable customization? Shane Holmes offers that. You don't want to get ripped off again. Go and visit ShaneHolmes.com. Shane Holmes, the people's builder. The better people's build. <laughs> Does that work? Okay. That's perfect. That's what we'll go with. That was really good. Mm -hmm. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. Many people may not be aware of this, but there is a semi-professional hockey league in Australia. I did not know this. I don't know how good it is. I know one guy who played there for a bit. He was just, he was an okay hockey player, so I don't know (laughs) if it's real competitive hockey. Um, But I guess this league has seen an uptick in fans recently from a very unlikely source. Female readers of dirty books. What? So there's a community on TikTok called Book Talk. I don't know if you're familiar with Book Talk, Sean, mm-hmm. where people, primarily women, will like share book reviews and recommendations and that. And then there's a sub-community within Book Talk that focuses on steamy novels involving hockey players. So some fans of these books started going to these games in Australia and ended up becoming fans of the sport. That's really funny. And the teams are thrilled with it because they didn't have a lot of fans to begin with. So they'll take, you know, hockey's not real popular in Australia. Right. They'll take whatever fans they can get. For sure. But it's these dirty girl book readers. Holy crap, that's funny. That are now filling the stands at these Australian Amazing. pro hockey games. What a way to get people aboard. The teams love it. They're yeah. leading into it, right? But um, hockey purists might not. I could see someone like Don Cherry not being thrilled with that. This game. 
There are actually fans of hockey-themed romance novels that have recently taken an interest in the sport, Don. So you're telling me these ladies are sitting there getting all hot and bothered watching hockey, thinking dirty things? They're taking an interest in the sport. We can just leave it at that. Ah, okay? Give me one of these books. Let's see what's going on here, all right? Robsy gripped his stick tighter and cradled the firm pass with his soft hands. He was exhausted and sweating, but he knew he had to get it in deeper before another player could okay, change God. with him. What kind okay. of smut is this? Not something that we should be reading over the airwaves here, Don. Ah, no. This isn't what hockey's about. This isn't rock'em, sock'em. This is, this is all bad. I'm just, I'm just gonna hang on to this for a bit so nobody else can read it. Uh, support the troops and all that. Podcast. I've got a question regarding something I'm considering doing. So I've got this mini electric fan that I bring with me to the gym in the mornings because it can get pretty hot in the gym and I'm there all by myself and I was like, forget why not. So I ordered this thing and I was like, no one else is around. So it has a little moving air that I put kind of clip on to the front of the, the elliptical or the, the, okay. the treadmill and I have it there. Now, since then, I've thought of many other times where it would have been awesome to have my mini fan with me like on the C train or I was sitting out by the pool the other day and I was like, I wish I had my minifan. I was at Stampede the last weekend in one of those tents and it was like 40 degrees in there and no air was moving. And I was like, oh, I would kill to just have my minifan that I could just clip on <laughs> my cowboy hat here and keep me a little cool right now. And so this keeps crossing um, my mind as something that perhaps I should bring with me. Now, on a scale of 1 to 10, how uncool is bringing a little mini electric fan with you? I was going to say, you know what you can't look cool while doing? Bringing a mini <laughs> fan. Wearing a mini fan. Yeah, I know. No. And that's why, like, even with the gym, if there was anybody else there, I would not be bringing that with me. But because no one else is there with me, I'm like, wow, no one sees this. It's not too bad if it's clipped to an like to an elliptical, like you said, because uh. some of those machines actually they have fans built in. But I always think like, how gross are these fans? Oh, you absolutely. Know? Like, and bringing uh, your own, I still think is like it just uh, no, no, like it's not. It, you can't look cool with a mini fan. I wouldn't judge you as hard as I would if I saw you like at Stampede with it clipped to my cowboy hat. You don't yeah. think that would be cool? Just like <laughs> blowing right in my face. <laughs> you look like a big old tourist who's yeah. just. Sweating their way across Europe. You or know what, though? You know what? Okay. Think about in the olden days when those little handheld fans were, they were very fashionable. Classy, even. Very classy. So, this is just the elevated version of that. I mean, we have these things that are now electric that we can use that are much more effective. So, why not try and make this cool? Can I make it cool somehow? I don't think you could. I don't think I don't, anybody like, could. Right now, that's with like the big fella towel that's kind of mixed yeah. in with that for me. Or, yeah, it just the really tour. <sighs> and something about it being a gadget. I know. I think like the analog version of that fan is cool. Yeah. To me, this is kind of like the segue of the, of keeping yourself Absol cool, right? I know it is, and that's why I like it. So we used to use these fans. Now people have electric fans. Not cool. We used to ride horses. Now but people have segways. Not cool. How many people, though, look at that and would be envious of it? That's the thing. If it's right? hot enough, yeah. yeah. Yeah, everyone would look at it and be like, oh, damn, I really wish I, too, had a mini fan. But then they look at me and be like, but you look like an idiot with it. So maybe not. I guess it depends if you care what other people think of you. <laughs> That's what you have to ask yourself. Which I mean, I'm getting better at not doing that. We've talked about this as I age, you know. Yeah. I'm fine with being naked in front of people still, though it's, it would be a tough sell for me bringing the old electric fan with me everywhere I go. You're not at electric mini fan levels of not caring yet, are no, you? No, I sit down on the C-train and clip it right <laughs> above me. There we go. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. Back in the 70s, it was a real trend for bands to take their names from a place. Yeah. All these different bands named after places. 
Kansas, Boston, mm-hmm. Alabama, Chilliwack, Chicago, Toronto. Wow. These were yeah. all bands. Europe, Asia. Bands don't do that anymore. No. Unless it's part of a longer name. Like there might be a place in the band's name, like mm-hmm. Rural Alberta Advantage, yep. Tokyo Police Club, Yukon Blonde. But they don't do that anymore. No. Not just straight named after a place anymore. I guess all those bands I named at first were pre-internet, so maybe it would create some issues in the age of search engines. Like, if you were to search Boston concert, would you just get every concert in Boston as opposed to the band's shows? Totally. We've talked about how there's a lot of really bad band names for that. Oh. Like, generic band name. You don't want that because, yeah, you search it out and you're not getting anything. No. Like, talk. That's a tough one. Right? Like, now, of course, he's becoming more well-known, so it's a bit easier. But, like, when you first come out and you're a band called... Something like talk. It's like, oh, you're you're not doing yourself any favors right. for people wanting to search you out. So you have to make it a little longer. Tokyo yeah. Police Club will yes. return results from that band as opposed to exactly. the city of Tokyo. Yeah. Um, but we're interested in band names on this show. We are. Suggesting new band names. Absolutely. I thought I could fire off a bunch of Canadian places. Okay. And you just tell me if it's a good bad name or a bad band name. All right. Okay. Cool. Winnipeg. I actually don't mind that. Ottawa. Hmm. I could take it or leave it. Edmonton. Nope. Bad, bad name. Terrible bad name. Vancouver. <sighs> no. Halifax. Mm, I don't mind that one as much. Oshawa. No. No? Moncton. Mm. Nah. Nanaimo. Oh, I like that. Do you? Keep, Mainly because I like Nanaimo bars, though. Keep in mind with a lot of these, like, no one ever would have thought Chilliwack was a good band I name. Know. And maybe Chilliwack isn't a good band name. Well, maybe that's a, the problem. Well, that's just it. I was like, I mean, it's very subjective. All these places, they could be good or bad, you know? I don't know. If you hear it, though, like, do you sound, does it sound like a cool band or does it sound like... Nanaimo sounds like a bit of a nerdy band, actually. Kay. Yeah. Thunder Bay. No. No? Oh, I think that's a great band name. Yeah. I mean, I, I suppose it's better. It's more descriptive than other place names, so maybe. Yeah, it sounds Thunder, big. Yeah, you're right. Airdrie. It's just a bay on it that t- t- tears me. No. No? Not. Airdrie. Grand Prairie. I mean, again, it sounds grand. It sounds big, right? And keep in mind how this would sound to someone who yeah. wasn't from grand. around here, who wasn't familiar with it. No, right? yeah. Grand Prairie. Grand, we are Grand Prairie. Eh, nah. It's okay. Yeah. I guess it could sound kind of like French and... Uh, Medicine Hat. We are Medicine Hat. No. You don't think that sounds cool? No. Oh, man. Actually, maybe. If you take off the enunciation in Medicine Hat. Yeah. Like, if you're Medicine Hat, the band. Okay, that one's okay. Yeah. What about provincially, like, Ontario? No. That doesn't work. No. Quebec? No. No. The only one I think might work is none of it. Yeah. It's almost like none of it. It's like a play on that. Yeah. Having none of it. And it sounds very... What's the word I'm looking for? Very kind of exotic. And yeah. It'd be a good metal band, band name, wasn't it? Because it's cold and it's yeah. dark and there's bears. Even and, like Northwest Territories. Something about that, that. As a band name? Yeah. Could be all right. Interesting. You weren't sure about Thunder Bay. No, I know. But you like Northwest Territories You have to think name. about it in a different... You're firing too many. I have to go through my head and visualize it. <laughs> the Beckler and Shauna podcast. Rihanna tweeted at us yesterday and said, I have another thing you can't look cool doing. She said, approaching geese while walking. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, nope. Can't look cool doing that. Although I actually would like to argue against that. Maybe you can. 
I was going to push back against it a little too. Because yesterday I, in fact, was biking and there was a woman coming the other way and she had stopped and there were a bunch of geese and all of their little geese right in front of us, like in the path. And she didn't really know what to do, obviously. And so she was off her bike and she was like, what do I do? Not looking cool. And I just bowled right past them. I was like, nope. I went right in between them. I'm like, I'm getting these frig you. And I went through them and I, I think I looked pretty cool doing that. Okay. She then saw me and she got back on her bike and then went as well. So she got a little less afraid of them when she saw me go through them, I guess. But I was like, no, I'm, I'm not stopping for these things. No. I was going to say maybe that's true for many people who like live in the city and mm-hmm. aren't used to being around wildlife. But there would be lots of like hunters and stuff who, would, true. who wouldn't be the least bit intimidated by Canada geese. I'll give you an example. My, uh, <laughs> my brother-in-law is a big hunter. And he works out in the country and he had to go like service this piece of equipment and there was a muskrat guarding it. Yeah. And I think most people from the city would be put off by this like aggressive muskrat. Mm -hmm. And he just filmed himself walking up to it and the muskrat jumped at him and he kicked it in the face and killed it. Like without even, without even breaking his step. Like it was. Yeah. So people who are like, and you know, there's videos online of people like remaining pretty cool with with like bear and moose encounters and stuff too so I don't think those people would be intimidated by a Canada goose either Mm -hmm. I think that's more of like a city thing yeah a lot of people here though they will always like bow to the way and uh, even my boyfriend Cliff like holy crap is he afraid of birds Every time a bird comes near his head, he'll dive. And I'm like, what is it? It's a bird. Calm down. But I don't think he's used to... I mean, in Toronto, there were always a lot of birds. And you'd walk through the pigeons. And yes, they would flap up around you. But you wouldn't, like, flinch it out of the way. And he just loses it. He's not used to that. So, a bit soft, though, really. There's one yeah. bird in my neighborhood I'm wary of. Yeah? Uh, the way I... Like, the route I go for a jog, mm-hmm. I have to pass directly underneath, underneath this osprey nest. Yeah. And I'm always thinking, like, if this osprey thinks that I'm, you know, coming to get its babies, it might attack me. Yeah. And I wouldn't want to get attacked by an osprey. No. I mean, the geese, they do tend to chase you sometimes. So I I get why people would be a little bit scared of them. But yeah, no, just stand tall. Go right through them. Go right through those things. I've said before, the only reason they're so tough is because we aren't allowed to just boot them. I know. Yeah, if they if got a really few came boots down to, the to face, it, they yeah. might be a little more <laughs> You've been listening to the Beckler and Shauna podcast. Brought to you by Shane Holmes. Offering affordable customization on your new home. You want more? Then tune in to X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna live on Calgary's Alternative. X92.9. Monday through Friday, 6 to 10 a.m. Mountain Time at X92.9.ca. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and have Beckler and Shauna downloaded daily to whatever device you Later. This week on X After Hours with Mariah and Ty. They're like, oh, that was creepy. I should make sure my door's locked. They, they check the door. It's locked. And then they get that intrusive thought in their brain where they say, you know what? I want to look through the people, see what goes on in the hallway at 2 a.m. Is there anything, anything weird happening? All right. And then this person looks through their people. And all they see is a man standing right in front of their door, just smiling at them. X After Hours. Watch the video on YouTube. Stream it wherever you get your podcasts. Or find it at x929.ca.